0: Hello and welcome to Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. This week we discuss episodes 10 through 12 of the second season in Part 3: Stardust Crusaders. Some of Detroit become human. Uh, that that game. Oh boy! Does it leave an impression on you? Oh yeah!
1: Is that actually so? I've yeah, been hearing that as maybe one of the worst narratives in a in a David Cage game.
0: Oh boy! Well, that's. <sighs> <laughs> That's really saying something I couldn't tell you because uh, I yes. haven't finished it I will say there are parts of it that I find interesting Um, I, I, I think David Cage's games are mostly bad But there's always something in each of them that I think is Interesting at least conceptually Even if the execution of it always leaves a lot to be desired But you know that quote from the Deus Ex Human Revolution guy that that I've had on my Steam profile forever? Uh, the one Aye. about, like, Well, oh, see, he has yeah, wings. If
1: you, if you don't got the booty, you ain't got a game.
0: No, no, no. Where he says, like, Well, see, he has, it's Icarus, and he has these wings, and like Icarus, he gets too close to the sun, and that's transhumanism, and then he gets too close, and he burns, and he falls. This is my metaphor. This is perfect. Or something like that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I remember
0: that now. That's basically this whole game, except with racism. To the point where an early part has you playing as an android, and you go and buy paint, and on the way there, there's a guy on a corner, like a street preacher, who's like, "the The androids are gonna, are gonna take over us all. Don't trust them. Don't trust them androids over there." It's basically the uh, Uncle Ruckus's bit from the Boondocks. Uh, and you go buy this paint and then you come back and some other guys just randomly beat you in the street because uh, the androids are taking their jobs and then you get onto the bus and you have to get to the back of the bus in a special (laughs) compartment for androids (laughs) it's like this is all within about five minutes
1: does the android just turn and wink into the camera after he takes
0: a seat no, no, no. They have to they have to get back in their special Android compartment. This game's <sighs>
1: about racism, he whispers with a wink and a nod. So yeah, so basically my understanding of cage games is that it's the sort of like tour theory thing where like the production of those games and the people behind it are inherently more interesting than what like the actual narrative is. Uh like, the whole thing of him basically, like, making a bunch of lewd photoshops of co-workers. Way more interesting to me when it comes to the development of that game than the game itself.
0: David Cage is like Hideo Kojima if he didn't also make interesting games. I, <laughs> if he was just allowed to run wild and make whatever he want, I mean, you know, Death Stranding might end up being not too dissimilar from a David Cage game. I don't know. I'm still not sure what that's supposed to be other than, um future Amazon Prime and uh, Norman Reedus carrying boxes and Leah Seydu eating bugs, apparently.
1: Okay, here's my theory on what that game is. And keep in mind that this is slightly cobbled together from other people's theories that I've heard. Uh, I think that it is a survival crafting game where you do not engage directly in combat but rather try to stealth away from encounters if you are caught however the baby you have with you grows up into a new norman reddis while your norman reddis gets old and dies and then the bug you eat is what makes another baby it's basically your your one up it's your extra life
0: okay then i have a couple of problems with that one um he has a gun so then what do you use that for? Second, uh, they mention that when you die, there's a crater left behind.
1: Uh, you use the gun on yourself. It's how you turn off the game.
0: Oh, is this finally going so to be Kojima's Is this finally the realization of his idea from years back about when you die, the game self-destructs?
1: Yes, yep, you got it. Great. Uh, No, like, I bet you you could still shoot them, but the problem with that is I'm 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 sure it would cause you more harm than good, like, it might attract more of them. It's maybe more of, like, a, oh, I'm already caught, and I need to get away fast, so I'm gonna shoot this guy, and it's gonna let go of me, kind of thing. Or, like, maybe ammo is super, super scarce, and so, like, you would only use that in very, like, specific situations. Maybe. Or, or maybe maybe like every other post-apocalypse thing which this seems like it kind of might be in a way that's more for people than it is
0: the monsters but are there other people other than i mean there there was
1: well there was that trailer where you saw the guy like rapidly age when they got like I think like their car got knocked over or something
0: yeah yeah like that there's that rain that like makes them age or something right yeah
1: Yeah, which is why I'm thinking, like, the way you die is you get old, and then the baby also gets old, but it becomes, like, aged up to normal Norman Reedus age.
0: (laughs) And what's that? What's normal Norman Reedus age? I
1: don't know, like,
0: 40? Mmm. He looks bad for 40.
1: I'm not sure how old Norman Reedus is, actually, but I'm guessing between, like, 40 and 50.
0: I would guess uh, whatever age Anybody looks like after living Under a bridge for a few months <laughs> I mean hey look I'm no catch I'll admit that but Norman Reedus uh, <laughs> He has a very uh, Meth biker look About him
1: So you're saying he's perfectly Gassed in the walking Dead?
0: Yep actually That yes Everything else though eh, Could do without him are we supposed to be talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Hi, I'm Larry Davis. We're back after a week off because of E3 because of I forgot it was happening that early and we didn't have any episodes banked for it. So apologies for that. But uh, we're back now for JoJo's joining me, uh, Death Stranding expert. That's me. George Brundle. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He knows everything. I remember all about everything. About... Mechanics. Yes,
1: I remember it all. I got a mind like a uh a uh a uh like a box that's like made out of metal and like you would put things in it. Like it would it would trap things almost. It would just get like locked in there.
0: You mean like the lament configuration from Hellraiser?
1: You got it. That's all what right I on. was thinking
0: of. Hmm. A regular pinhead.
1: That's me. Wait, wait a minute. What? Ah, <laughs> uh, why, yada? <I> gotta...
0: <laughs> what pinhead's all right? Pinhead's okay. He just sort of hangs well, you out You calling him pinhead,
1: stuff. buddy? It's... I'll knock your block off.
0: Well, I that that would make me that um, the other Cenobite, the one with the mouth. You know? I think they all have mouths. No, the one with the big a chatterer. I think they call him. That yeah. does a lot of talking. Now, this reminds me,
1: total aside here, I started reading uh, the first of the Mirage TMNT books, and I like how that oh has Oh boy, here chapter. we go. Uh, how it has Eastman re- recalling the production of the chapter and then Laird recalling it, and I really like this dynamic that's starting of Eastman's a fucking dumbass, and uh-huh. Laird is mostly doing everything. Like, There's this whole bit of him going like, yeah, Eastman, like, shoved a cheese grater on his hand and was like, huh, what if we had a villain and was, he had a cheese grater weapon <laughs> and his name was Grater? And I was like, Shredder, you stupid fuck. What if we just called it Shredder?
0: Or like yeah, this him, Shredder? Uh, That's a good idea. What,
1: what if we gave him a name that wasn't stupid, asshole? Stop fucking around. Get the cheese grater off
0: your hand. Come draw this comic. Yeah, they only should have cool names like Bebop. Rocksteady. Well, Rocksteady's okay. Bebop, though, I don't know.
1: I do do actually like, though, uh, another one of those things is Eastman going like, yeah, we didn't give the Ninja Turtles like Japanese names because we didn't think that we could come up with something that was like cool but also authentic. And then like right next to that is Laird going like, I don't know where the fuck he's getting that from because we had like three goddamn characters who had Japanese names in the last chapter. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with my partner's brain. I mean, if you look like, at the way that, that, that series the went, <laughs> like, there, yeah.
0: are, there are guys of things wrong with both of them.
1: I just, I still really like it though. Like, Eastman's just this dumb, sweet boy, and Laird is obviously the captain of the ship.
0: hmm. And guess which one is gone now?
1: Uh, Laird.
0: Yep. Eastman's the one that still has uh, input on the IDW series. Laird, uh, new one to bounce. Except the IDW series is better than the old one, so. <clears throat> okay.
1: I, I, what, it, I just heard it so. Obviously, so I've not gotten anywhere near that far, so I wouldn't know firsthand, but yes, I that is all. The
0: original series just been so long with, like, the fugitoid stuff and the the alien trying, like triceratops and I don't know. But how long does it spend in India? A place that Joseph
1: thinks everyone just eats curry and gets sick?
0: Well he's not wrong, it turns out. No. Actually a
1: hundred percent correct
0: on that one. Yes it is okay, episode what, ten, ten. The Emperor and the Hanged Man Part One begins with everybody on a journey to india uh and yeah joseph isn't too fond about this because he just knows india as he said is a place where everybody eats curry and gets sick all the time and avdal convinces them nah india's great you're gonna love it it turns out no it's just as much of a hellhole as they had figured Hand handlers,
1: like, descend upon them in mass And yeah. immediately start, like, lifting wallets off of them Yep,
0: Kakuin immediately gets his wallet stolen Yeah
1: Um, man So we know he's the good Kakuin Because he doesn't, like, immediately try to murder somebody
0: Yeah, he doesn't pick up a street child and do a backbreaker on him <laughs> Yeah I mean, okay, so Is it... Is it wrong to think this, but... I'm kind of with Joseph. I'm already going to
1: say yes.
0: (laughs) No, like, if you had the opportunity, would you even go to India?
1: I, no, actually I would not. Exactly. Like, I wouldn't. There's nothing that personally appeals to me about India specifically. It's nothing against, like, the people of India, just that culturally there's no draw to me when it comes to India, there's nothing that I kinda of latch on to. Like in the way I would uh Japan or like Germany or Norway or something like that. Like places that I would be more inclined to visit.
0: Yeah. Like I, I kinda this episode made me think about what places like if I was on the prices right and Drew Carey gave me a free trip to wherever, what place would I just be like, nah, no thanks. I'll just I want to go home. to Drew
1: Carey's home.
0: Yeah, that'd be okay Yeah, try One on those glasses. glasses And his suits
1: The old ones, though Back when he had all that weight
0: I would make you feel like David Byrne And stop making sense <laughs> Exactly Just keep going I got a girlfriend that's better than that And wave your <laughs> arms around Yeah Yeah, but I like, Just lay down on the ground and wiggle
1: around in his clothes That's right Like a worm
0: <laughs> uh, Like India Or like South America I think I also would have no interest In going to
1: I went to Mexico once Ugh, I wouldn't mm. It was so yeah, They were trying to Bilk me out of my money Pretty obviously Like I was like <laughs> "Oh, I know how much it pays It was worth I but, don't uh, The food there is amazing Obviously Like Mexican food is fantastic Oh
0: sure yeah, yeah. That was that was good. Look, I, I don't want to get the too close made to the my border. Tummy
1: funny.
0: Yeah. I I saw Sicario. I know what's going on over there. <laughs> I saw once uh, upon but... a time in Mexico, Johnny Depp got his eyes gouged out.
1: He was fine. He got into the chiplets racket.
0: Yeah. In like Eastern so... Europe I also would not go to
1: the Indian nightmare gets worse though because everybody goes to get some tea and Ponarev is like hey I need to use the restroom and uh, this dude gives him a staff and uh, he remarks that the toilet is oddly shaped but clean and then there's a pig head in the toilet by the way
0: also yeah well, <laughs> the guy's like oh yeah well the pig's die underneath it uh, was a little bit too high so sometimes the pig just sticks his head up here so you just smack him with this a little bit and get him to go back in <laughs> I don't think that's a real thing.
1: Uh, the dude's also just like the manager loves it when the kid with the pig licks his butt, yeah. gets his butthole real clean. <sighs> uh there's also a good line here where Porneref is like, even for India, this toilet is unusual.
0: <laughs> uh the wonderful culture of India.
1: I don't know why I wrote this down, but I had here. This is like that bit from Better Recall Saul. It's so
0: big, Ponnerev. Oh, yeah. The talking toilet. Yeah. Something... I think there's like a... Okay, so... Also, they seem to imply that means the pigs down there just eat poop. And I don't think pigs eat poop.
1: Well, how would you know?
0: Because they're because they're animals they need nutrients of some kind they don't just eat poop like they eat like a pig, old garbage and stuff
1: a pig will eat anything have you not heard of like that's the way that's the way some unsavory characters might dispose of a human body is feeding it to a pig
0: yes but you know what a human body is a human body is meat it's also full of shit yeah but that's not the main component of it Mm, I don't know about that. Well, maybe not for you. <laughs> All right, well what? Uh, I
1: don't know. I I think I think I yes, like they could not subsist on shit, but if you told me that pigs were just scarfing down shit, I'd believe you.
0: I mean, I'm sure they would if it was in the middle of something else that they were trying to eat. I was just saying like you couldn't just put a bunch of pigs under a toilet and then they're good.
1: I think we're falling into the same trap we always do where we are overthinking something that Araki wrote.
0: Nah. I think no, that he I, think, I so.
1: think that he mm, well, I think he probably believes pigs literally subsist on shit. Araki believes a lot of things. Yes, he does. He's worldly, very worldly. That's
0: that's one word for it. <laughs>
1: Uh, so Poura finishes up in this nightmare bathroom, and he's washing his hands, and he sees a stand reflected in the window behind him also like the the sink is in the hallway leading up to the bathroom, which is also kind of weird, but whatever uh and like I had wrote here, just as a reminder, the guy uh Jay guile, who killed his sister, has two right hands, also his stand has something to do with. Mirrors. So Polnareff destroys the mirrors. Uh, he's all fired up because he wants revenge, and he runs out of the restaurant. And Avdol tries to stop him.
0: Yeah. Uh, everybody else still in the restaurant, and they don't know why Polnareff is freaking out. Uh, and he's yelling, just like, "Stand, <laughs> pig, mirror, stand." <laughs>
1: There's the sand, I gotta go, sorry, bye
0: (laughs) Okay, so uh, After this, though, we get a cutaway To uh, my favorite villain Finally making his appearance Mr. Whole Horse Not riding a horse, though No,
1: he's riding an elephant
0: Yeah Don't know why, never explained Doesn't come up again But he's talking to a lady who uh, is in love with him and wants to go with him. And he's like, no, man, I'm a loner. You can't be with me. Also, you're only 16. Although, really, that's not actually my main problem with this. But, you know, I have to say it.
1: Uh, (laughs) We just need to draw attention to the fact that you're underage. I'm okay with the fact that you're underage. But, you know, just so everyone knows, you're underage also later it turns out she actually isn't but yeah well uh, i mean she may it may be an ormond rita's thing going on here where it's younger than they appear to be but yeah probably you're right
0: i don't think so i think that's I, just a disguise but uh whole horse has a nice thing where he's like no it, my my love is the road i'm uh I'm a rambling man. I gotta keep on rambling.
1: Yeah. On a steel elephant he rides. Yeah. He's wanted. Dead or alive.
0: Just dead though, actually. Uh,
1: Yeah. Actually just dead.
0: Meanwhile he comes across... He hung out
1: with too many 16 year olds. Everyone just wants him dead now.
0: String him up! Uh, He comes across a... Shaded man in some ruins And then A snake tries to attack him And He shoots the snake with his Stand gun, Emperor Which by the way Looks really cool Yeah, it looks kind of like Deckard's gun from Blade Runner but in Revolver form Hell Um, yeah And Then the Shaded man is Jay Guile, who also cuts the snake up even after it's been shot, just to show he can. And so then they team up, and he's like, this is us, hanged man and the emperor. Dream Yeah.
1: Uh, whole horse has a good line, by the way. The gun is
0: mightier than the sword. Yeah. Well Cowboy that... laureate of the West, this guy. Yeah, regular Dalton Wilcox. Yep. Um, But he says that when he here actually meets Polnareff just shows up yeah. in the street which doesn't happen too
1: long after this that they have a sort of high noon thing in the street because Ponref has been like running all over india just asking everyone like hey have you seen this guy two right hands
0: yeah he has one guy finally is just like yeah he's right over there yeah like, oh, that dude
1: and yeah uh, jay guile is there and then it's sort of this like He sort of looks away for a second, looks back. Jake Isle is now completely gone. He's just poofed and is just whole horse.
0: Spooky. Spooky. I don't know why I said that that way. (laughs) I don't know either. Uh, But basically, like
1: his stand power, whole horse's power, is he can kind of do the wanted thing where he can bend bullets.
0: Yeah. Well, it's because his stand is not just the gun, but also the bullet, so he can control it. Yeah, so Pornareff is
1: effectively useless against this Because as soon as he tries to strike uh, With his rapier He just bend the bullet around it
0: Uh-huh And um, Then Abdol Like dives on him To get him out of the way of the bullet Somehow uh, I'm not sure how Abdol can run faster Than the bullet uh, Maybe he has those pumped up kicks That I've heard so much about But he knocks him... Get it? Get,
1: get. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, oh. I got it.
0: <laughs> Popular song from, like, did three not... years ago.
1: <laughs> huh? No, I just... You know, if I acknowledge it, I'm only
0: encouraging you. Well, I'm gonna do it either way, so... Uh, Avdol knocks him down, and yep. then, in the puddle in the road, they see the stand again, the mirror stand, the hanged man... Who stabs Abdal, uh, Avdol, becoming you, Jesus? <laughs> I put the poison in your head. He stabs Adval, and then Whole Horse also shoots him in the forehead.
1: <laughs> yeah, just fucking murks him. Well, it's a good thing he's dead now, so we never have to fuck up his name ever again, right?
0: Yep, finally. Avdol is dead. Walt Disney. Rest in dead. peace, Adval. Steve Jobs is dead. I'm dead.
1: Can I be dead too?
0: I wish. Uh, kind of weird that when Abdal dies, he like his spirit visibly leaves him. Yeah, I don't recall that happening to anybody else. <laughs> he just
1: floats out. And says, Bye, everybody. Bye. I'm yeah. going to heaven now. Bye, everybody.
0: Yeah, it looks like one Remember, of those... Remember, Ponaref, you <laughs> killed me. <laughs> Let's go to hell. It's just like ill bleed. <laughs> Uh, oh no, why
1: is my body going towards the ground? I, uh, oh no so I made some
0: life choices I guess Well, that's what you get for Starring in Dummy Man
1: Okay uh, Yeah, I knew she was 16 <laughs> I didn't
0: care
1: My name is Avdol and I don't give
0: a shit that's true, Avdol is well known for not caring Anyway, uh, Polnareff is like Man, Avdol really sucks, why'd he get in the way? I just wanted to go do this myself this Also, by happens. the way,
1: Kakyoin has, has shown up
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Kakyoin shows up and he's yeah. like Man, they, is there... they really fucked him it... up <laughs> He's like, oh shit yeah. Fuck,
1: what happened? <laughs> Yeah. He just ran a screaming Stan, I gotta
0: go by and oh god. <laughs> and so Polnarev, uh is saying all this stuff about how this is why he works alone, he doesn't want other people in the way. And of course he's actually secretly crying because he loves Adval, as you call him. Uh yeah.
1: and R.I.P. Adval. Uh, There's also a good bit during this where Kakyoin is like, it's a minor wound. He'll start talking, right? Right? He's gonna be okay, right? And it's like, no, dude, he got shot, like, directly in the fucking head. Yum. (laughs) There's a hole in his skull. To be fair, though, to be fair to Kakyoin, this is a world where someone could get kicked in the skull by a vampire, have their skull visibly split open, and they could just roll some gauze on it, and they're A-okay. okay (laughs)
0: Yeah, 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 I'm. Yes, this actually seemed relatively survivable, considering what happens to Polnareff in a couple of episodes yeah. or the next episodes, I guess.
1: Considering like the sort of stuff that has happened to like literally every other character in this thing before now, this actually seems fairly survivable. Yeah, I could I could see him almost plugging his nose, like puffing some air and just popping the bullet out of his forehead. Mhm. Being like, nice try,
0: suckers But my stand did blah 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 Smooth move, X lax he says Yeah Okay, uh, that's f- uh... What? Oh yeah, no, that's, it. Yeah, that's the episode yeah, That's the end of that one Um,
1: I was not... halfway into reading a note Saying that this is basically kind of a uh Retread of the Lisa Lisa thing With the upside down cigarette Of like trying to act all Tough, but really, like it's getting to him.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, that's an anime thing.
1: Yeah, like yes, I know it's not exclusive to this, but it, it, it within this series, it has happened like really not that long ago, so it just sort of, like on its face, reminded me of that other scene.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, differences between the manga and anime in this episode. Uh, while Whole Horse and Jay Gile are walking down the streets of Calcutta, it starts raining. This shows how the puddles formed, and also displays Jay Gile's ability of bouncing off rain. Uh, when the group first arrived in India, there were many panels devoted to showing issues with India's culture that the group found troubling. Several of these panels were omitted in the anime, including A Cow in the Road and a lot of the beggars. Oh, yeah, that's right. In, in the book, there is a whole part where, um,. Joseph is just trying to get down the road, and there's a cow sitting in the middle of it, and he's like, get the cow all the way! And they have <laughs> to explain to him that you can't move a cow in India, because... Bullshit, he says while picking up the cow. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a very Joseph thing to do. Uh, whole horse's talk about the gun being better than the sword was shortened <laughs> in the anime. I right.
1: am just thinking about Joseph Bush and the cow over being like Look, this goddamn stupid cow just tipped <laughs> right over What are you people doing? How do you live like this?
0: Just give it a good kick in the ass, it'll get moving <laughs> In the anime, Polnareff's tears fall on the ground Whereas in the manga, they fall on his shoes That's it, not many major differences in this one
1: uh I have a manga to anime difference as I've now started reading uh I have read the first jejonium book. Oh boy. Uh, so the bit where Danny gets cooked alive, uh not in the anime, is Danny busting out of there yep. and just melting.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was kinda disappointed by that. Uh, yeah, it's uh a rough couple of panels. Look, I told you. This series really loves dog death. There's
1: going to be a lot more of it. All right, what does Suda have to say?
0: Suda says, Here's an episode I particularly appreciate. There's a real change of scenery when we arrive in India. Thus, it's naturally directed by Kato. (laughs) Ha ha ha. He employed himself to portray this busy and full of life India. We aren't lacking in great material. Between the Toilet Pig or Hanged Man's appearance, there's so much to see. Everybody gather round and view the Toilet Pig! (laughs) The most difficult tasks here were the numerous mirror scenes. In reflection, the image is inverted, but Hanged Man only exists in the world of the mirror so we always had to double check and avoid committing mistakes. It was messy, and apparently even Kato had let one or two scenes slip through him. In the end, one or two is, in fact, a good score. We witnessed unfortunately, big... we did
1: have to let him go.
0: Yeah, well, unfortunately, Kato had to commit seppuku. But uh, I was the second, and I made sure I went all the way through the neck. Uh, anyway, You know the whole thing with the guy, the second was that you weren't supposed to cut all the way through the head, or the neck, I mean. they were supposed to leave Uh-oh. a little bit on it, so it would dangle and it would look like they were holding the head. Uh. True fact! <laughs> Ghost don't of there's Tsushima! I do that in Ghosts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ghost of Tsushima, coming, yeah. I assume, next year, hopefully. Yeah. Looks good. Uh, we witness a big dispute between polnareff and avdal a serious one i like the moment where polnareff drops a little provocation by passing his finger through avdal's earring or what or whatever this is <laughs> he doesn't even <laughs> know i guess let's mention komina who's surpassed himself with the shot of polnareff in tears whole horse on elephant back is also an iconic moment as well as emperor's striking appearance. Fumiyaki Kota, the action animation director, personally chose a specific color for the weapon's flash and smoke effects. Alright. Happy up. Father's
1: Day, Suda. What? Happy Father's Day
0: to Suda. Is he a father? No, no, no. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I mean, he made this
1: series. That's like having a child. You know, he gets to watch it grow, watch it mature.
0: Yeah, okay, sure. This yeah. is a weird aside even for you. It's like what very why you so me. why are you so uh like caught up with Suda's personal life?
1: Wish Suda was my dad, that's all. I don't understand what's so weird about that. I just want to, you know, hang out with my Suda dad and wear Drew Carey's suits. Well, Suda's not going to listen to this. I want Suda to wear Drew Carey's suits with me, and then we can play Crawlers in them.
0: Think you could both fit in one of them?
1: Oh, absolutely. That's, you know, as soon as I mentioned I wanted us to both wear them, that's where my brain was going next, was, gosh, I wonder if we could fit in one. Okay episode 11 there's no opening for this one that's kind of strange
0: well there was no closing for the one before it because it's, ah, it's sure
1: yes also i think it's maybe more that the runtime of this episode is a little bit longer than normal
0: we'll get used to it because that happens a lot
1: well gosh uh but anyway kaki and like yeah we need to go this is very bad one of us has already died there's a truck over there we should go
0: yeah, let's get in the truck. Yeah, but Polnareff
1: is mad as hell, and he won't back down. Uh, mm-hmm. So he sees uh, Guile stand in a window, and it starts talking some real shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, your sister was a good lady. It's <laughs> yeah. so like, was oh
0: also God,
1: talking dude, about like,
0: how Avdol died. Avdol died for Polnareff's sin or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Guile's a real dirtbag like in case the whole rape
1: and murdering Polnareff's sister thing didn't already solidify that like just really doubling down on it here mhm uh, so he gets mad and breaks the glass which is uh, a very bad idea uh, because not only does his stand exist in mirrors uh, making it impossible for him to actually physically hit he basically just like created a ton more reflections
0: well You can also kind of understand the idea behind it, though. Like, oh, he's in a mirror, so I'll break the mirror, then he won't be in it anymore. Except it doesn't actually work like that, but you can kind of get the logic behind it.
1: Also, here's this weird thing of, like, okay, if this were any other JoJo's character, I would assume Guile is talking shit like this to provoke him into breaking the mirror, to give him a better opportunity to kill Polnareff, but, like... The earlier thing we've established with the rape makes me think that this is just Jay Guile being Jay Guile. Yeah,
0: I think so too. It's total dirt back. Yep. Uh, I mean, him it and it doesn't knocks... actually help him either. Like, it doesn't hurt him, but he doesn't really get anything out of it.
1: Yeah, I, I suppose. Um, but he still tries to attack nonetheless, and like, Catcoin uses Emerald Splash and like, Stops the attack and like quickly gets Polnareff into the truck. Uh, Also got like I think he got Avdol's body in there. I can't remember.
0: No, they leave him behind. No, he
1: he doesn't. Yeah, they leave him behind
0: because um, later Joe Taro and um, Joseph show up and are like yeah we gave him Kevin. a burial. <laughs> it sucks. But... like
1: yeah we were just looking around and like <laughs> shit we found a body.
0: They're <laughs> like well it wasn't anything fancy but you know he's covered in dirt now so great.
1: Yeah, good enough.
0: Good um, enough for my old pal. <laughs> we throw him in
1: the toilet where all the pigs are. Look, if you give, if you put a human body near a bunch of pigs, they'll eat it.
0: We just rolled him over into a ditch somewhere.
1: Yeah. Oh, we're okay. Um, they get in the truck. Yes. Uh, and they have kind of like a heart-to-heart thing, and uh, Kekyoin just like elbows the shit out of Pornareff's nose and is just like, <laughs> yeah, take this instead of a hand-shake to know we've made up dumb-dumb, you stupid boy, you stupid, stupid asshole.
0: That was really good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, is oh, <laughs> yeah, just I,
0: spraying I, I... blood out of his nose too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I had I wrote
1: here Joseph and Jotaro find Avdol's body.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, uh, English speaking note, by the way, Polnareff does say thank you, Kakyoin, in English. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Polnareff, this I really liked this bit where they're in
1: the car and Polnareff is like running through the details again. And he's like, okay, if the stand exists in a mirror world, they cannot hit it. And then Kakyoin is like, no, that's impossible. Worlds and mirrors don't exist. And then Polnareff is like. Uh, idiot, if
0: stands exists, then a Mirror World could probably exist. Yep. Takuane seems way too convinced that Mirror World couldn't possibly be a thing. Yeah. And, like, it turns out he's this right, a... but come on. Yeah,
1: this is, like, actually a fairly drawn-out argument where they're really going back and forth debating about the existence of a Mirror World.
0: Mm-hmm. And, when, like,
1: after everything else that has happened, like, you know what? Yeah, sure, I can see Ponreff's point.
0: Yeah, especially because the dis- like the explanation given for Jay Gile's power later on does kind of make sense, but he's still like in the mirror. Like even though they later find out that he's essentially made of light and that's how he's bouncing between reflective surfaces, he's still like kind of in the mirror. So hmm, I'm kind of with Polnareff on this one. Yes, even but, if it's not uh, literal, like a mirror world, like in the hit movie "Mirrors" with Kiefer Sutherland, um, it's still like close enough.
1: of tackling a Christmas tree. <laughs>
0: I'm a pirate. And where am I? <laughs> Oh no! Wait, was it? He says like, uh, he says like, Kiefer, you're a pirate, dude that would explain everything. Anthony <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> tackles the tree. Uh, so, uh
1: they don't have much time to kind of get to the bottom of this mirror world business because Giles in a reflection in the steering wheel plate now.
0: Yeah. Turns out that he uh, bounced and... between a bunch of windows and stuff to get into the car before they yeah,
1: left. Yeah, up. To... With the car, uh, and never before has there been such an extreme car crash in JoJo's since Cars Saved a Puppy.
0: Yes, like (laughs) his car gets fucked up. Yeah, this just like Blues Brothers or something. It just flips like five (laughs) times,
1: spinning around on the ground. I can't remember like exactly how it happened. I think like they flipped out so much that they kind of like lost control. Like, they were just jerking the wheel around, going like, Ah, oh, shit!
0: Yeah, I, th- I think they hit like, a rock in the road, or, like, like a big oh, boulder. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, but uh, uh then notices that Guile is now bouncing between the surfaces, like, outside of the car, so, like, they duck behind a rock, uh, and, like, start throwing off anything that's reflective, but then this dumbass kid comes up to him, and Guile gets into the reflection in the kid's eyeball.
0: Yeah. And also where did this kid come from? Cuz they're like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And like so both of them are going like don't look at us kid. Do
1: not look at us and it only makes kid like look at them harder.
0: Uh-huh. They're
1: like ah gee whiz mister Why do not you want me to look at
0: you. <laughs> and also this area just looks like um the area where they first fought Vegeta and Nappa, you know? Like the yeah, wasteland just... of cliffs
1: in wasteland, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know when you uh when you don't want to like draw a bunch of background detail?
0: Yeah. Hey, I I'm aware of that. Yeah, I've done it.
1: Uh, oh. but uh, Ponref ends up getting
0: grabbed mm-hmm. during all. And Jake Isle uh, but... says that this is a great plan, because the only way to get rid of him would be to stab the kid's eyes out. Yeah.
1: I say do it.
0: Uh, I also probably <laughs> would be like, yeah, just, I mean, the kid will be blind, but, you know, sorry. Ain't no one gonna, yeah, like, you're in the middle of nowhere, no witnesses. Well, no, not, not that way. I just mean, like, that sucks, but hey. Better than me getting stabbed to death And then also you because you are a witness Um Sure But yeah. apparently Jay Geil has never heard of pocket sand Or any variation <laughs> Of such Because Polnareff just, <laughs> just kicks just dirt Into this Fuji kid's dusted. face yeah, yeah just like Mr. Fuji yeah. <laughs> Just doing a Fuji dust Just kicks dirt into the kid's face Like sha 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 And uh then he knows that Jay Guile will have to leave his eye, so he just slashes the path in front of him to slash through Jay Guile. Or, well, Hanged Man. Yeah.
1: Uh, and because, uh, like, damaging a stand damages the stand user, he can hear Guile scream in the distance. Yeah. Uh, so I... I don't know where he is. <laughs> so they gotta find him. Uh,. And Kaki only notices that there's a man who is cut up consistent with how Polnareff cut up the stand, but he does not have two right hands.
0: <gasps> yeah, it takes him a while to notice this, too. They're kind of just standing yeah. over him like, I, Polnareff, will avenge my sister. And while the dude, is, like, the guy could also be like, send help though, and the guy also I'm just dying. sits there looking at them. He doesn't feel He's not like I don't even know who you are. Why are you doing this? Guy over here just slashed my stomach. Maybe get him. And he just kind of sits there. Uh, but yeah. then the real Jay got well. Polnarev gets a knife thrown in his back. Uh, and. Yeah. Then the real J. reveals himself And man Gross looking dude
1: Yeah He's a hot mess this guy Like actually kind of a mess in a way that I would say Like character design maybe ain't that great For all he's built up to be
0: I kind of have a problem with um, A tendency in a lot of stuff Of having evil characters being ugly Uh, sure yeah anime in particular is really bad about that and uh, like obviously not Dio Dio is a beautiful beautiful man but a a lot of the bad guys in this kind of fall victim to that
1: but I I think uh, something I've kind of commented on a lot with Araki is you get these like real bit characters who have super fleshed out design like the, the dude who was getting real racist about Smokey and yeah. uh, and Dono Bang, Dono uh, Bang. But this this dude actually feels like Rocky kind of phoned it in. Like he feels more some of those characters that pop up. You could feel could almost become main characters. This guy, you take one look at him and you're like, oh yeah, that's a tertiary character.
0: This guy is that's like a dude who
1: shows up once for a few pages.
0: He he's like, oh, uh, Rocky. Just watch the hills have eyes, and he drew this.
1: Yeah, and so I have not actually pulled up in the book to kind of check out this part. I kinda of wonder if he's maybe more gross looking in in that. Cause in this one it almost felt like maybe they sort of toned it down a little bit because it's for like broadcast.
0: He mm, kinda of looked the I, same.
1: I thought his design kind of looked lame, is what I'm getting at. Like okay. gross but not gross enough. Yeah. Not interesting enough, not fleshed out enough. Compared to stuff that we have seen before. Sure. Like, especially when you, like, stand him next to Whole Horse, for example. Who has a a much more thought-out design to him. I don't know. Well, Whole Horse...
0: That's a bit of background information. Apparently, at some point, Whole Horse was meant to join them. Like, he was going to be another main character. There is, like, key art out there of the rest of the stardust crusaders plus whole horse along with them Hmm. um so that's probably got something to do with it
1: i did see as i was flipping through stuff there was like one of the uh design things that he writes at the end of each one of those and i i think one of them like caught out of the corner of my eye said like yeah i considered making him a good guy at one point yeah or it was like, I regret not making him a good... It was something along those lines, but. It's one thing I know about, so.
0: I think, yeah, it it's kind of just the problem of, um, it would be weird if he joined them after shooting Abdul in the head. Yeah. Like, hey, I hear you guys got an opening. I mean, uh, Kakuin, when he was possessed, uh, totally didn't kill that nurse, even though. Okay Yeah <laughs> But at least uh, also she's fine. Yeah, she's fine She'll just She just needs yeah, to lay down a little bit Yeah After some rest All those internal injuries Will be a-okay Um Be back but, to work tomorrow Yes Also he was possessed at that point So that kind of gives them an out anyway Yeah But Yeah with Whole Horse Like being in full control And just straight up murking Avdol can't really go away with that. Yep. Uh
1: but anyway, Guile calls over a bunch of drifters by saying that Ponref and Kakioin are giving out money. Uh, so <laughs> like this, poor this crowd. people, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Indians, right? It's basically just like in Assassin's Creed 2 where you could throw money on the ground and just hear all the people going, "Money, <laughs> money, money." <laughs> I love money! Give me the money!
1: Shiny, shiny money! Uh,
0: So yeah, he he gets a crowd around them, so then there are a whole bunch of eyes he can reside in. Oh no. He's gonna have to stab all of these eyes out. Uh, And... During all this, he's just hopping between all these guys' eyes and just constantly slashing Polnareff, like, over and over. None of these people around him really seem to care that he's spurting blood everywhere. (laughs) They're confused. They think it's money. Money! Uh. But then Kakuin gets a great idea, and he pulls out a shiny gold coin to get everybody's attention, flips it up in the air, so then everybody will be looking at it. Uh, Polnareff notices the eye that he's in, and then kicks some dirt in it, so then he knows that he's going to have to go to the coin, and he slashes him on the way to the coin, and, uh, that's kinda it for Jay Guile. Except, well, also, Polnareff stabs him a whole bunch of times after that. All right.
1: Uh, well, so I had wrote here, Guile uh, his stand is slashed in the face which causes him to flee and then Polnareff yeah. catches up to him at a gate and just stabs him repeatedly. Yep. Um, and then, uh, so we cut back to uh, Whole Horse, he stops them both on the way back to town and he just acts like Guile's gonna show up he's shooting glass for him
0: Yeah. It's like,
1: Hi, I got
0: you now. Yeah, Polnareff says like he's He's busy being sentenced in hell or something
1: Yeah, he's like yeah, He's 200 meters away uh, Go check him out if you don't believe me And the whole horse is like Okay, on it boss And just runs away
0: Yeah, he says uh, something like how His stand is best when he's working with somebody else and it's always better to be number two <laughs> Who does number two work for?
1: Anybody Yeah, no, he you? just Hotfoots it out of there. Uh but he runs uh, right into Jotaro's fist. Yeah. <laughs> he just gets fucking socked. Yep. Uh and this is where they say that like Avdol has been buried. Uh, mm-hmm. but before Polnareff can kill whole horse, the girl from earlier tackles him, uh which saves whole horse allows him to get away. Uh and Polnareff tries to run after him, but he's like dragging the girl behind him. Uh, and she scrapes her arm, and so he's kind of like, ah, rats. Yeah. Ah, dang it. Stomps on his hat a bunch. No, oh, that whole horse. Oh, he done did it again. Uh, but yeah, Um, by the way, this girl's just gushing blood out of the scrape like she fucking nicked an artery. Yeah. Squirting, like real wet. Just these juicy sounds
0: Ugh uh, But as then, they walk away ooh. There is now a small Bump on Joseph Joseph's arm Apparently put there by the lady
1: That So some of the blood Gets onto Joseph's arm It's not just a bump though Cause it opens up And it's like
0: ah, That makes like a
1: my my Creepy little mouth, mouth.
0: Yeah uh, and then that sets the stage for uh, The best episode so far Yeah Yes Okay let's see Um. Oh only one difference Oh the differences oh, There's well. only one While explaining why he prefers To be number two Whole Horse remembered several moments That were not included in the manga Such as his first encounter with Dio and Inyaba hmm. That's it Suda like, says, goddamn highlights for kids. <laughs> yeah, goofless and gallant. Yeah. Uh, Suda says, This is the final clash against Hanged Man. Jay Gile is such a scumbag that it becomes genius at this point. The contrast is even better when we see that the user is really a weakling, physically speaking. Let us salute Kakuing's cunning plan and his unshakable calm in all situations. Real it, brief pause here. What if one person didn't look at the coin, though? What if they shot me in the face? Yeah, That's I know.
1: A... Yeah. Like, the genius plan, yes, like, it worked out. But also, like... Did that had, like, a high risk for failure.
0: But also, Kakiween knew they were all uh, horrible... Poor street people. Of course they're going to look <laughs> at the coin.
1: Calculating favorite pastime is just fucking tossing change at poor people and watching them fight over it. Yeah. It so he's is, like super aware of how they're going to behave.
0: It's basically that jackass bit where you put a dollar on a fishing pole. That's what he does all the time. He just does I was to thinking, homeless people. I was thinking because i listened
1: to uh, a thing about Newsies, how like a... A big thing that people were into on Wall Street Was just fucking chucking coins At these like little kids Selling newspapers and just watching them fight over it
0: Yep, in fact you could just go ahead just and say thought that was a fucking hoot Just actual plug, uh, the dollop episode About the Newsy strike Go listen yeah, to that because it is great Yeah,
1: it is a real good listen
0: uh, Anyway uh, Okay, back to Suda There's some hostility Between Polnareff and Kakuin At the start of the episode I see it as Kakuane looking down on Polnareff a little. He's worried that his friend may commit another stupid mistake in a fit of anger, but when it's time to fight side by side, then they make a really effective duo. I like this kind of galvanizing development. It was even written in the storyboard. A feeling of buddy-buddy relationship. Ha 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 ha. The natural conclusion of the story is naturally Polnareff finally skewering Jay Gile after all these years of chase. In the third part of the episode, we see a whole horse again in a comical situation. Truth be told, he's a... Wa- he's he's walking comical duo, going from belligerent to desperately fleeing. This This is another wiki... one of those
1: pages where you need to... Yeah.
0: Well, look, I, oh. I... I could, but also I like just delving into Suda's madness... You know, yeah. First, first. You read. don't,
1: you don't touch Suda up. You no. don't edit Suda.
0: Well, I mean, whoever wrote this probably did, but.
1: Well, that's uh, their mistake.
0: It's got nothing to do with the animation, but Satsuki Yokino has given a charming voice to Nina's character that fitted her perfectly. Nina, being the lady be, who who's not named good. until this next episode, the Empress. Oh. By the way, 16, whole horse is cool with it. Yes. Episode
1: 12, Empress. Yeah, uh, the first note I have on here is in Yaba. calm down, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> She's <laughs> freaking out because she can sense that her son died through a spiritual connection. Uh, There's a cat here. It
0: keeps meowing incessantly. And she just like cracks it in the head with her with her like staff too. (laughs) Just like rap, and somehow the Uh, cat is still alive after that. Yeah, she's just like.
1: I'm just going to... I need to figure out how my son died, so I'm just going to manifest his wounds. Oh, God, he got stabbed so much! No, I don't think his that was on purpose. stabs appearing on my body.
0: I don't think she oh, was like, I want to find okay. out. I think it's just like, oh, no, he's been stabbed a bunch. She... It's happening oh. to me, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, but yes, yeah, like all these holes start opening up on her, and she starts gushing blood.
0: Yeah. She says it's because yeah, of anyway. the link they share or something that she can feel his mm. pain.
1: I, th- mm, I guess maybe I need to go back and rewatch that bit. I thought that she did it on purpose to find out what happened, but, but yeah, maybe it just, uh, shows up.
0: Uh, I think it just happened.
1: But yeah. She, I would like she... it more. I think if she made it happen to herself.
0: Yeah. Kind of.
1: Like, I got to know what happened. Oh shit. Why did I do this? <laughs> this was a
0: mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt so much. So the Stardust Crusaders, the titular team, are on a bus. They're on their way to, um, what was the place? Val, Val or yeah, something? Yeah, from
1: Fortnite. They were on the battle bus. They were going to drop.
0: They're on the bang bus. Any moment.
1: Oh,
0: no. <laughs> That's why they have Nana in there. They need to there. get off of that bus. They didn't ask for her oh, idea. No. It's going to turn into a real Tracy Lord situation. <sighs> I was uh, gonna say it's Tracy Lord's all over again Everybody's Polnareff is, this is the Peter Lupe? North Is this what? a little Lupe Scenario that
1: we got going on here
0: Well actually I guess it is more of a little Lupe Situation yeah. considering she's not actually uh, we... Underage Although like What was that thing? Oh her... no no
1: I was talking about Little Lupe filming Underage yeah, porn
0: Yes, I, I was about to say Like it I think was it's that her, thing... her husband <laughs> Yeah Yeah didn't that Christ. all just blow over? Because I feel like... I don't know. There was something I where she not... just kind of showed up again in the U.S. Like, eh, <laughs> what are you going to do? Nobody it happened really in Mexico!
1: <sighs>
0: you can do anything in Mexico. Yeah. That's why uh, you I, I don't there. know.
1: Like, I, I, That's right. I'm going to say a lot of shops just selling bongs in Mexico.
0: Mm. I mean, there are a lot of shops that just sell bongs here
1: this was at a point in time where that was not so much the case uh,
0: okay. this was well over
1: a decade ago this is almost pushing
0: almost pushing 20 years so hitchups have been around forever i where do you think grateful know. dead like where do you think the dead heads were getting their merch I, I
1: i guess to be fair at at that point in my life i don't think i had visited very many Beach side shops in California yet?
0: Hmm. Well, that'd be where you'd get. So them. maybe,
1: yeah. So my exposure might not have been. But look, I saw a lot of bongs when I was in Mexico.
0: <laughs> well, uh, more bongs
1: you. in one place than I think I have ever seen in my life. Although I have, uh, I have seen those shops in in California since then. So. We eat legal in Las Vegas now. Uh, I should really get back over there, I guess, some family in Las Vegas.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need to make a trip over there. Yeah. Wait, what? I'm so... sure I'm great to be around when I'm high. Is it only legal in uh, Vegas, not Nevada as a whole?
1: Uh, I, I think it is in Nevada as a whole. Oh, okay. But Vegas would be... There, there's actually one place that's closer to me than, than Vegas, but Vegas is not that much further of a drive after that, so it's sort of like, you know, why would I?
0: Well, I ask because Nevada also has that weird thing where, like, prostitution is legal in some counties, but not all, and yeah, not I, in actual Vegas, but around the outskirts of it, right? I'm I'm pretty sure all of Nevada
1: it is legal, but it's kind of the thing with Nevada that I think everyone just more associates Las Vegas than they do the state as a whole. It's kind of like a New York thing where you always think about New York City and you seem to forget that, like, there's a bunch of other places in New York the state. Albany. Like Nevada, no one gives a shit unless you're Las Vegas. And maybe sometimes Reno, yeah.
0: I'm a big fan of Reno 911.
1: Aren't we all? Anyway, yes, the, the group is in a bus... Uh, they have taken Nina in. Um, poor ref is being a total goon and yeah. trying to explain how she shouldn't get mixed up with dudes like Whole Horse, but instead she get mixed up with dudes like
0: him. <laughs> yep, because he's a very cool dude. Uh, meanwhile, yeah. uh, this bump on cool Joseph's arm just keeps getting 16. bigger. Wait, what?
1: Cool dudes love hitting on 16-year-olds, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah. Just like by Matthew McConaughey.
1: <laughs> all right, all right, all right
0: All right, all right I get older, they stay the same age
1: Do they do?
0: <laughs> uh, boy
1: uh, I was slightly morphing into a Bill Clinton impression But, uh, <laughs> you know what? Also applicable
0: Yep Sure He's having a really good book tour, from what I understand <laughs> Yeah Oh, it's going great. uh.
1: But I we get like another history lesson. A thing that we get a lot in JoJo's whenever they go someplace. Uh, and this is maybe my favorite one. That we, we hear about this river. It accepts the old, the young, the sick, cows, dogs, crap, dead bodies. Whatever you want to chuck in there. As beautiful and majestic as the East River.
0: I mean... Yeah, it's basically just the Hudson or the Thames. Like, you could say that about any major river in a major city.
1: Exactly, but they they give it an unusual amount of time in this when it's basically just like, hey, here's a big shitty river.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> shitty river. The old standard. Um, Sang it in the but, yeah, Appalachian the... Mountains. You were saying that Joseph's uh,
1: quote-unquote bug bite is getting worse, and uh, so he needs to go to a hospital. Polnrev also is like, yo, that kind of looks like a face.
0: Also, Naina has another small bump that also makes weird noises on her tongue. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But
1: he goes and sees the doctor, and the doctor's like, whatever, I'll cut it off. Uh, I studied medicine in England, now let me go grab this rusty knife.
0: Yeah, this, just he's like, off. Oh, oh, this knife's a little bit rusty. Eh, it'll do. <laughs> we get a very nuanced and compassionate view of healthcare in India. Uh,
1: Joseph also is like me, and he just, like, cannot look at this stuff while it's happening. Like, yeah. I had to have something lanced off me once, and I was basically just trembling and, like, looking at the ceiling the entire time, because I can't
0: yeah, to have it lanced off,
1: or well, it, they took a biopsy. Oh, okay. So they basically had to like cut part of the skin off of my hand, and like when I looked afterwards, they took way bigger chunk than I thought was necessary. Sure. Uh, but yeah, that was a uh, super uncomfortable. Like I did not want to look at that while it was going on. So.
0: Oh yeah, I got. Um, I think I have described this to you before, but I had a ingrown toenail once. And they had to, first of all, stick these skewers uh, in between the toenail and the toe meat that look like uh, the things that chicken teriyaki comes on. Uh, But they have like numbing stuff in it. And uh, they stuck that in there for a while and then they started getting to work. Uh, It didn't work out too well, by the way. Turns out they had to get another one and do it again because it wasn't fully numb yet. But then Um. they had to uh, peel up the toenail on the side and cut it out and then scrape away the scar tissue underneath the toenail uh, and then basically put acid on it that would keep it from regrowing. Uh, I didn't look during all of this, but even though it was numb, I could still feel the scraping motion and that was still terrible. Uh, it's kind of like going uh, to the dentist when you get numbed up, but you can still feel him doing stuff. And boy, I hate it. So
1: I got, I got two potential stories I could tell right here. I'm going to withhold one of them because I think it tops that maybe. um, I'll tell you afterwards. Also, it gets into some very private stuff that I maybe don't want to share, uh, you know, publicly. Uh, But the other one. i tell uh, everybody about, about my to gross
0: them. toenail stuff. I don't care.
1: It's more. Pri- it's. It's more private than that. Okay. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, but my dad once told a story like that, bring it all back around to Father's Day, where uh he jammed his uh thumbnail into something real good, and it built up a bunch of blood underneath, and so he had to go to the doctor, and they basically heated up a needle and sunk this hot needle into the thumbnail in order to, like, puncture it and drain out all the blood. <sighs>
0: I'm all right. Even before I had this experience, I did not like you know nail stuff. Yeah, no, it's really rough. It it did not make it any better. Well,
1: I'm super thankful I got to see Digital Norman Reedus just rip one of those fuckers right off during E3 without warning.
0: Yep, that's why even during that it's like uh
1: Yeah, like you could sympathize with it too. That's the most fucked up part. Like you now sort of know that sensation in a way yeah like you were numbed, sure, but like you still you know,
0: mhm,
1: like you know, oh, well, like um, yeah,
0: you don't get the pain of it, but you get the feeling of it, which is maybe yes. kinda worse,
1: yeah, uh, but <laughs> to get back to get the fuck off the subject this um, anime, yes, this anime, this uh, body horror so... anime. <laughs> This tumor I I did right here that This tumor has the most adorable voice It does And it swears like a sailor and it screams I'm gonna blood you up real good
0: Yep So when I uh, read it, this I never Like that wasn't the voice I had associated With it like I kind of figured it'd be like Um sure. Actually kind of figured it would sound like Danny DeVito Or something like that
1: <laughs> But no, it just says like Hey I'm gonna blood you up real good mister
0: Oh it sounds like a newsie
1: Oh, I don't like you, Joseph. Why are you? Wanna? It makes me real. Oh, I'm gonna knock your block off. I tells ya. Uh, anyway, it kills the doctor. By the way, it takes the scalpel in its mouth and it cuts the doctor up real good. Yep. Uh, so Joseph tries to stab it, but it catches the the scalpel in its mouth and it flips it around and slices off Joseph's robotic pinky, and we get our first. Oh no! <laughs> yep. Of the episode. A lot of uh, this episode. I think
0: four total.
1: Yes, I do have a counter. Um, okay. Empress explains that only a stand can beat a stand, and Joseph's stand is weak.
0: <laughs> weak. Also of note, the uh, nurse comes back into the room and is understandably <laughs> yeah. upset. Uh, the tumor starts going
1: like. I'm Joseph Joestar from America. I'm staying at the Hotel Clark, and I
0: love pretty nurses. Hunga, <laughs> munga. Yeah, th- that also was kind of weird that it says he's an American, even though he's British. Yeah. Like, Again, he lived Eng- in America. the English dub, he loses his accent. Yeah.
1: It's, it's bizarre that there's this weird lapse in his nationality all of a sudden. Uh, when nationality is, like, drawn, like... I feel one thing that the series is pretty good at is if somebody's nationality is a thing that gets brought up, it becomes the focal point of their being.
0: Mm, yeah. At the same time, like, yes, logically you can understand that Joseph, if he's been living in America his whole life, by this point he very easily could've lost his accent. That's not something yeah. that Iraqi would notice, though.
1: It's a real Madonna scenario. No. where it's it's a reverse madonna basically
0: oh a reverse madonna okay
1: yeah yeah uh joseph is yelling nani a lot during all of this yep (laughs) um and tries to uh so he like runs away uh he just books it out of there well Uh, he tries to smash the wait no i thought you said you had a counter Oh, I did. I missed a no no in here. I do have the actual final count though oh, okay it is it is it is four. that's okay. how I know I, I yeah have the
0: nurse runs out of the room and then Joseph says, "Oh no, oh, that's
1: right. We get a really sad oh no, yeah uh, but Joseph uh runs away. He tries to smash the tumor thing against the wall, but it grows
0: arms and stops him. He says, "You little bitch, and then he tries smashing <laughs> it against the wall." <laughs>
1: Yeah, Mister, you better take. You better take care of it, you old fucker.
0: <laughs> is that what he says in yours?
1: Yeah, he calls him an old fucker.
0: In it's mine, great. in mine, uh, she calls him a shitty old man.
1: <laughs> Still pretty good. Uh, but Joseph busts out him on overdrive for the first time in a while. Yeah, doesn't do anything. Uh, but it doesn't work. Yeah, and it goes, you shithead. This is your own arm. <laughs>
0: I really like your voice for this tumor. <laughs> hey, I got a good tumor voice. Mm.
1: When he goes to sleep, I'm going to become one with your arm, then I'm going to be your tumor.
0: They <laughs> hang out with my buddy. So since Ham on overdrive doesn't work, he also tries yeah. to use Hermit Purple on it. Eh, also doesn't work.
1: Uh so Joseph uh also like just barely misses Pornref in a crowd. Uh he's still schmoozing on Nina. It's it's still it's still a bad look. She is still sixteen years old.
0: The way he misses him in the crowd is also really weird because there's like a guy with a rug that walks by, and he like walks between them and just keeps going, and there's a second where it seems like Joseph really should have seen. Pulnerf like directly in front of him, and he just kind of turns to yep. the left and keeps going.
1: Yep. Uh, but his uh, his tumor is also
0: just chowing down on food. Yeah, it's un- gotta get big and strong. Underneath this blanket that he's holding on to hide it, apparently it has been yep. grabbing stuff that he's been going by. And it's just like a <laughs> banana a peel. Chicken. Yeah, a banana peel falls out, and then an apple core, and then a chicken head. <laughs> uh he's gotta get big oh and strong.
1: man yeah no it's more buff now too like it's fucking ripped yes it, it's it just now like... socks joseph in the face
0: also it's doing uh bruce lee moves like the the, <laughs> the thumb to nose thing before it starts punching and everything
1: yeah uh so we get another oh no here so oh no counter three yep uh, now it's also just like punching the living shit out of Joseph, and we get
0: one more oh no, and that brings our counter up to four. Yeah, Because he's blocking it yeah. with his uh, metal hand, and it's messing his metal hand up. Yeah, but at, at this point, it also uh, says that it's now big enough to reach his neck, and uh, Iraqi's fascination with the carotid artery uh, kicks into gear again. Yeah.
1: Oh, I also, I kind of made a, a note of, to kind of quickly go back to Polnareff for a second. I made a note of this that, like, we've seen Polnareff now, I think, for a longer amount of screen time than Jotaro.
0: I I told you, Polnareff is the real hero of Part 3. This might as well just be Polnareff's strange quest. Yeah. I mean, also, Polnareff, like, I am not is, complaining. I love it. He's the one with an actual character arc, too. Jotaro doesn't really do anything this whole thing. This yeah. whole like, he's here to fight Dio, and he's going to be the main hero of that. But Polnareff is the one who actually, like, he, he goes to avenge his sister. He learns things about himself, and he grows as a character. Jotaro doesn't.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm quickly getting that sense like Jotaro's barely even fought in this yep. comparatively.
0: Also, anyway, the, the previous thing with J Gyil and um also this stand it's sort of giving you an idea of what these are what stand fights will be from now on. Like trying to figure out how to defeat this thing with a weird very specific ability because up until yeah. now it's been like this thing can swim fast and fight, and we're going to beat it by punching it a bunch. Um, and so, this kind of thing is sort of the template going forward, which I much prefer. Yeah,
1: yes, I, I this like regardless of the fact that like this is a, a Joseph-led episode, which I love.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, it does
1: have one of the more interesting fights that we've had so far. Which is a lot of like Joseph running around screaming while this thing grows out of mm-hmm. his arm and trying to figure out how he can kill it.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, also, again, just the tumor is adorable as fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah, just on his arm punching him. Oh, man,
1: yeah. So it.
0: Uh, he he like sees an
1: oil drum and he like dunks the arm in there, uh, but it won't suffocate a stand, and it, like, picked up a nail in their last tussle, and now it is, like, driving it into Joseph's neck. Yeah. Good and gross. Yes, it is. Uh, (laughs) And uh, Joseph's prosthetic hand is giving out, like, it's the only thing that's sort of, like, blocking it, uh, since most of the fingers were broken off, as he said, uh, because it got punched a bunch. Uh, but, just in time, the coal tar that he dunked emperors into is hardening, and it stops its attack.
0: Somehow, uh, so, um, he doesn't have it on any of the rest of his arm, just on the tumor. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know which, how that whatever. works. Sure.
1: That seems awfully convenient, mister.
0: <laughs> I don't That's know. A, I don't think I like this, uh, this torrent of events. That's it happening right now. It's a, it's a transpiring. I must be a metapod because I'm using Harden. Oh, boy, this sucks. Oh, boy.
1: Ah, gosh. Wish I had legs so he'd kick a can down the street. Ah, gee whiz. Uh, but, yeah, so he reveals it with Hermit Purple in their last struggle, he used ashes uh, to make a spirit photo, which was a map of the city leading to the coal tar. And that's how he knew it was there. Uh, And then so he starts Sherlock in this tumor. Yes. We we get him Sherlocking again. Is this the first time he's
0: done it as an old man?
1: Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. I think I would have made a note about that in the past if he had done it in the past. I I definitely have one here calling it out. Uh, So he slices Empress up with Hermit Purple. And uh, we kept back to Nina, who <laughs> Bonerup is still schmoozing on, and she just starts puking like a lot, yep. violently,
0: and then just kind of explodes. And then an old fat lady comes out from like her skin <laughs> cocoon, and Bonerup's like, "Oh,
1: gross!" Bonerup's like, "I was way into this when I thought she was
0: 16. I know she was 32. Now, no thanks." Too old. Thumbs down.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just... starts like, he starts fucking puking and he's just like, Oh no! Oh shit! Oh. I don't want anything to do with this. You start puking, I'm going to see the puke, then I'm going to puke.
0: <laughs> this has a lot of really good Joseph moments in it, though. Like, when he first starts fighting the tumor out in the street, he says something like, um oh, well, you won't stand a chance against me because I have more fighting experience than you do. And then it just quickly cuts to a close-up of him, and he's thinking, I have no idea what I'm going to do next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's some real vintage Joseph. Yes, uh, it is. In much the same way, once he gets it in the coal tar, he's like, once you start boasting about how you won, you've already lost. That's the Joe Star fighting spirit or something like that, even though Joseph yeah, does that this... a lot.
1: This episode sort of felt like Joseph was getting rejuvenated. Yes. Like, revitalized the old... Like, old Joseph as in the Joseph of the past is shining through old Joseph as in he's a grandpa.
0: Yeah. And after Sherlocking him, he does this really... has this great little monologue about how, uh, like, you know, I hate to see you go. uh, I mean, you're getting big and children can't depend on their parents forever. You gotta go out on your own. And then rips it apart.
1: Yeah, fuck. Fuck you too, you piece of shit.
0: Look, you haven't been uh, paying me rent. Hap- you've been sitting in the basement and playing Final Fantasy XIV. Uh
1: Happy Father's Day to you too, asshole.
0: <laughs> I don't care that you've leveled your white mage to level 70.
1: It's a mean, ramp, It's a red mage. It's like you don't even listen to
0: me. You need to go out and get a job. So you can buy your own Square Enix play points, or whatever. I w- I wish
1: I live with mom <laughs> in a grave because she's
0: dead. I do too, son. Anyway, Nina explodes. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, she's dead. <laughs> this tumor's gone forever, and I'm hurt by that. Uh, Palarev is also shook
0: yeah he's just like sitting like just knees up to his chest like on a cliff or something like oh man <laughs> just like top to bottom this is a uh,
1: not the person to get invested in yeah Uh, but uh, the gang sets off again uh, because now the cops are on Joseph's tail because they all think that he murdered the doctor
0: doesn't but, he say oh, that he no. took care of that?
1: Uh, no, no, he's, he's like, we need to move because oh. the police are after me.
0: Oh, okay, well, they got the police to get off their case um, in Singapore with the Speedwagon Look, Foundation.
1: Speedwagon ain't got no jurisdiction in India. Yeah, it's There's pigs true. in toilets, there's cows in the street, there's shit in the river. Speedwagon Institute ain't going to be able to fix any of this.
0: Yeah, okay, I can buy that. Uh, and then loving... the, yeah. they're, they get on their way, but they are being followed by a mysterious car, which is right behind them, by the way. Uh, not very stealthy. Nope, not, a, not at all. If they were in a GTA um... game, that meter would be full immediately. And they'd have to go yeah, all the way back to the mission start. It it was so bumper
1: to bumper. I almost thought it was like they had recruited somebody else for like a a split second, and I was like, oh no, that can't be right. No, I almost thought Abdal was in the car, like he would just still be alive anyway.
0: Yeah. Oh, actually, uh, also I should mention now that he's actually shown up. Ha- did you ever notice that whole horse is in the opening?
1: Um, no, I guess I haven't.
0: In the part where it flashes between a bunch of locations they're walking in, when they're in India like he's in the foreground. So it's just for like oh. a, a very brief moment and he's sort of out of focus and in the foreground, but it's definitely whole horse. And that's a cool little Easter egg. There's another one that I've noticed um that I will bring up when it becomes relevant. Hmm. Okay. But uh Okay, uh, manga anime differences. <clears throat> Anya uh, Or Anyaba Discovers the news of her son's death In the courtyard of Dio's mansion Rather than his foyer In addition scenes are added Of her bashing a stray cat with her staff And receiving psychic wounds Similar to the ones that killed Jay Guile. So oh, that was in the book them. apparently
1: Huh That's a good addition I like that it was yeah. weird and gross and hilarious which is like the the three pillars of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> yeah. The three Diz- pillarmen of JoJo's.
0: Mhm. The holy trinity. The anime doesn't show the religious rituals, the training and cremation in Varanasi. In the anime the doctor said the scalpel was a bit rusty while in the manga it wasn't mentioned in the anime the doctor falls forward onto his chest when killed while in the manga he falls on his back in the anime the doctor only looked to have been stabbed with the scalpel on his head while in the manga empress dissected his face in a brutal way and even cut his tongue before stabbing him oh jeez, boy i guess that explains why he fell forward maybe yeah uh, the end of the anime has an extra scene where the group prepares to depart by car. Although Polnareff first has to be pulled out of his gloom over being deceived by Nana, once the car departs, uh, can't spoil- believe that
1: sixteen lied to me, man.
0: <laughs> once the car departs, spoiler: Wheel of Fortune is shown beginning its pursuit. Uh, you already know that because it's the title of the next episode. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's it. Suda says. We begin in fanfare with Anya Inyaba They keep calling it Inya here And I want to say Anya, but... Inyaba the Hag's crazy fit even before the opening This episode 12 is sure to be wild There's a certain melancholy exuding from the sacred city of Benares This is kind of the storyboard and director of this episode's Satoshi Oseido's personal touch, a real treat The doctor was also really funny He is dubbed by Ikkyu Juku, who has perfectly nailed the character of the shady physician operating with rusted knives. His acting is a perfect fit. Since we're talking about the VAs, I also like Joseph and Empress's performance. Their dialogue is a dogged back and forth that doesn't seem to end. Despite its small size, Empress is already capable of the worst. Seeing Joseph struggling and running across the town, we see his strength has considerably diminished compared to his prime. Even the Haman, a technique of which he's an expert, is ineffective. We have trouble recognizing the man who has defeated cars. Ha ha ha. The Pillar Men would be sad to see him now. Thankfully, the Joseph we know resurfaces with one of his tricks and manages to defeat his opponent. In the last part, Joseph tosses the car keys, which land on Polnareff's hair. Ha ha ha. It's an... Uh... It's a little original gag, but it's pleasant to see Osedo add his personal touch. The person wrote this, but it's an a uh, little original gag. <sighs> sure. Hey, oh, look. You know, hey, maybe this, English this is isn't their first language.
1: If they're translating,
0: L- little trivia bit here: uh, the hmm. symbol for Morio can be seen on the clinic's entrance. Uh, Morio is the town that Part Four takes place in. Huh. It's neat. i didn't know huh.
1: uh, something that uh he brought up in there is like the the pillerman would be sad to see what happened to uh joseph uh two things first of all cars would not be sad cars don't give a shit i think we've established this <laughs> yeah uh two the in um uh, I don't know why I'm blanking on the name now, but the uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fighting game, the the 3D one that I think plays out more like a Gundam versus or something like Ice that. Ice of Heaven. Yes, uh, a YouTube video popped up in my feed that was basically like uh, all Pillarman reactions to Old Joseph.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll I'll watch that because I don't think there's any spoilers in here. Like I've you know I'm I'm far enough that I think that's fine and. And, yeah, there's a lot of them just going like, oh, what happened to you? <laughs> the best oh, part no. It,
0: that game's not very good, but the best part of it is um, that Speedwagon is telling... playable. You what? tell
1: me that a, a Gundam versus type of fighting game is not good?
0: Yep. Uh, Speedwagon is playable and his moves, just like summon his Ogre Street dudes to fight. Oh, yes. And that's pretty cool. Oh, yes yeah
1: by the way i those types of games i think
0: for the most part are fucking terrible oh they are like gundam versus is like the only good one
1: yes like and and even then i don't want to play much of gundam versus which is saying a lot because i'm a huge gundam fan some people might know
0: this hey, <laughs> um, uh well reminder gundam breaker 3 is out this week or, hurray, or, I, saw or, or, was, I guess uh, not not three it's new gundam breaker
1: I still haven't finished the last one that I played cuz honestly that thing got to a point where was um the missions were getting way too samey for me yeah, like but... I, I kind of just got bored after a while
0: but it's like a dynasty warriors type thing like it's something you put yes. on while you listen to a podcast like uh But I have one, I have also never... Oh. ever uh-huh. uh. put, put on this podcast while you play new Gundam Breaker to take your mind but, off um, the monotony,
1: <laughs> they put out a dessert game. Maybe listen to it while you play that piece of shit. I don't know. Do whatever or don't. You listen to us while you jack off. For all I care. Oh no! Please don't. Yeah, you know what? Email us about it. If you jack off and you listen to our podcast, let us know. Oh
0: hey, uh, we got an email. Get about the email. We we did get an email. Oh uh, nice. You can, you can email. Uh, Larry at com, If you have anything to say Including like a correction Which is this one uh, yeah. I had forgotten we discussed this uh, Largely because I don't care um, This was from Anonymous I don't, There was no name attached to it We were talking about that uh, The song Kryptonite You know If I go crazy yeah. Then will you still call me a superman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. garbage. Uh, yeah, and we had believed that was Matchbox Twenty, and you confirmed and it. You're like, "Oh yeah, definitely." I just heard people talking about that. It's definitely Matchbox Twenty.
1: in my defense, in my defense, I defy anyone to listen to that song and think it doesn't sound like a Matchbox Twenty song.
0: It might. I don't know. Okay, sure. Anyway, it's actually three doors down. So thank you to whoever cared enough to write that in. I, I appreciate it, but boy, that's
1: a uh, hell of a thing to know, I guess that's, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I appreciate the correction. Yes. Yes. I'm, but if I'm being honest with you, I give it a week and I'm going to think it's a match up to 20 song again. It's
0: probably me too. Um, it's like, uh, I know the Goo Goo Dolls existed, can you name any Goo Goo Dolls song? Cause they're, uh, to Goo me, Goo
1: Gaga, I'm a Goo 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 Gaga Doll.
0: To me, they're just part of that same group, like Matchbox 20 and Three Doors Down, Goo Goo Dolls, uh, Bare Naked Ladies. I mean, at least them, I know butt. it's been that one, but yeah. anything beyond that, I don't know. Huddle of Mud, I couldn't tell you single song that they did. Uh Bowling for Soup. I don't know. I know Bowling Wait. Yes, Bowling for Soup did nineteen eighty four, right? Uh nineteen. I mean just got done on you that I
1: wouldn't know any of the songs that they did, so I don't know why I can't validate that. Okay. Uh, I do not provide validations on Bowling for Soup songs, oh, I'm did, sorry. Did
0: Bowling for Soup, did they also do, um, Stacy's Mom? I don't know! I don't know! <laughs> okay! Why do you keep asking me? Oh no, that, that was, uh, Fountains of Wayne. Fountains <laughs> of Wayne. Another I've terrible by band by that, name.
1: I passed by that bin at the uh, supermarket again that has all the, like, $6 movies in it, where I picked out Big Trouble in Little China, uh-huh. uh, realized... They got a lot of copies of Wayne's World in that thing. And some My Little Pony movie. Hmm. Like, I was flipping through them, and there was a lot of those two specifically.
0: Okay. I'm sure. Now, yeah. that's what I call Garbage, Volume 15.
1: Oh, Wayne's World's a great movie.
0: No, I'm uh, not talking about Wayne's World. I'm talking about the CDs. Oh, were you saying they had like puddle of mud or, or was this just a completely unrelated thing that you wanted to say they had a bunch of Wayne's World?
1: Oh, yeah, this was a completely unrelated. Well, great. How many said reminded me of Wayne's World? I don't even remember now. Shitty bands. Thanks for your email.
0: <laughs> Come to Wayne's. Thanks for reminding
1: stuff. me three doors down three doors down exists. Thanks. Uh, Appreciate it.
0: Next week. Be watching uh, episodes 13 through 15, which are Wheel of Fortune through Justice Part 2.
1: Hey! Justice
0: Part 2. Phantom Part 2.
1: Also, I do appreciate any emails that we get. Uh, feel free to send them in. Um, even if you're correcting something dumb that Larry or I said, uh, which hey, I'm sure a there's a lot of. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, but please, to be very clear, don't don't let us know if you if you jack up while listening to this. That was a that was a joke. I don't actually want to know. So
0: I do. I actually don't. I I was. I just have to say the opposite of whatever you say.
1: Oh well, now that you let me know, I can entrap you in all sorts of ways. Oh no, entrapment. Do not watch that YouTube video, the 911 call about the
0: chimp. This again? Okay, that's it. We'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah, fine. bye.